0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has truly been an inspiring day. On our 31st anniversary, all these wonderful pictures and seeing you here today, your faithfulness, your love for God, love for one another, and love for Pastor and his wife, and our love for you, it truly has been a wonderful day. So many good things have happened today. And today we have a message. It seems to me that it's a perfect time to have an abbreviated message. And the way you're looking at me, I'm thinking you're saying, yeah, Pastor, that was good. Say that again. Today is an abbreviated message because we've had so many exciting things, I don't know if we can stand it. So we're going to have a brief message, briefer than usual, and we're going to talk about the fact that you and I are God's people in the church. You are God's people. That's what the scripture says. When you become a Christian, you become a person of God, a member of God's family, and you enter into the church. That makes you part of God's people, God's forever family, as Simon Peter said in his inspired writings of the New Testament. Not only that, you and I are part of the body of Christ, the body of Christ. Look there in that passage that you turn to, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Look at verse 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we will all baptize by one Spirit, So as to form one body, whether Jew or Gentiles, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink, that's the Holy Spirit. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of what? Many. One body, many parts. And as you see on the screen, as the body is one, read this with me. Can you read it? As the body is one and has many members... And all the members of the body, though many, one body, so it is with Christ. Now, what does that mean? Well, the question comes up where on earth does God live? Where on earth does God live? God lived in Christ on earth when he was on the earth. But where does he live now? He lives in a body, he lives in your individual body. You're the resident. Residence of the Holy Spirit. But all of us together are the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. God's people. And we are the body of Christ. Christ is the head of the body. And the greatest impact of the church. The greatest impact in the world of the church happens when a few things are understood by us with God. Number one. We have an impact when we are a New Testament church. What's that? A New Testament church means that every person in the body of Christ's church is saved. In the book of Acts, we're told that the Lord added to the church those who were saved. Did you know that you cannot join God's church just by your volitional will? God adds to the church those who are saved when they truly come to Christ and repent and are forgiven and receive the Holy Spirit and the gift of eternal life and are sealed by the Holy Spirit. We then are part of the body of Christ. What is a church? It's a body of believers who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, who are bonded together by the Holy Spirit, And by the Great Commission, for the purpose of winning the lost and discipling the saved. And the foundation of the church has been laid. The prophets, the apostles, the evangelists, and the pastor-teachers. Now, God's called me to be a pastor-teacher. By the way, I am not a clergyman. If you really want to irritate me, call me a clergyman. I'm going to tell you why. There is no designation in the Bible of being a clergyman. The word literally means a religious clerk. The Bible term for leadership in the church is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor slash teacher. That's my role with you as the body of Christ. And that happens, and when that happens, we become an impactful church. Secondly, when the church speaks to the times we live in, or the culture, by using the Bible, then we are effective. Not everybody will believe in Christ. Not everybody will accept the Bible. That's really, unfortunately, their eternal problem in sin. But we present it. We believe it. We teach it. We're the voice of the culture. We're the conscience of the culture. We're the salt of the culture, so it won't rot right while we're looking at it. We're the light, so it won't be living in darkness every single day. We have the message of salvation, of faith and repentance. The third thing is that we are effective when we have compassion for people. We're compassionate about souls. Every person has a soul. Every person needs to be saved. The greatest single problem in the whole world is man's lostness, separated from God, unable to come to God without a mediator, the Lord Jesus Christ. So one of the great strategies of Jesus for his church in the world is this, that we are a body and yet we are individuals. You make up the body of Christ but you are members individually. You cannot take either one of those out. Without the individual, there's no body. Without the body feeding and nurturing the individual, the individual cannot function as a Christian. That's why God started the church. That's why God made it possible for us to have the Spirit of God in our life, because the church is so very important. God brings you into the body of Christ. You're in the body. You're an individual. And I'm amazed when I study to find out how many thousands of names there are in the Bible. Thousands of names in the Bible. When you were saved, your name was written in the book of life. And God added you to the church. Your name is on the roll of God's church. We're just members of a religious organization or a social club. We are in the body of Christ. And we're living members of that body. We're living for Christ. And the church is a very special holy and sacred place. Sally and I had Thanksgiving dinner at my daughter Natalie's home and her husband Bill and our grandkids. And after we had a delicious meal, did you? After we had a delicious meal, Natalie always has something special for us to do to remember these days. So we played a little game at the table, all of us. She asked us to pick a color. And attached to that color was a question she would ask us. We went around the table. When my turn came, I picked purple. So my question was, or my statement was, tell about a very meaningful place that has impacted your life. And I didn't have to think much at all. It just came to me immediately. That place is the church. So I began to tell the interesting story, from my point of view at least, where God got me To go to a church, that's another story altogether. How God got me to go to a church down the street from where I was living when I came down to Florida to play ball. But when I got to the church, something happened. In that church, being the people and the building, there stood a man. He had a Bible. He had a message. He had a voice. He had a congregation. He had believers who had brought unbelievers. He preached. The Holy Spirit worked. I listened. I kept coming back to that place, back and back and back and back. Sunday morning, first thing you know, Sunday school, and then Sunday morning worship, Wednesday night worship. Sunday night church training, Sunday night worship, over and over and over again, until I was born again, changed. My life was never the same. And that holy place was the church and the ministry of the church. That's us. This is a sacred place where God's people meet and in whom our name counts. Quickly, turn to Romans 16 as my closing thought about these names. Romans chapter 16. Without reading the entire chapter, but simply calling your attention to some names, even in chapter 16 of Romans, while you're looking there, let me go on to add about that special place, the church. So guess what happened after I became a Christian? I was called to preach in that very church. I was licensed to preach in that very church. I was ordained to preach in another church. I met my wife and co-partner in ministry in the church. Our two children believed on Jesus in the church, were baptized in the baptistries of the church I served at that time. And the legacy of the Christian faith goes on. Friendships are formed. Prayers are answered. Tough times are experienced. Hard times we go through. We feel hurt and pain, but we have one another. This is the church. God knows your name in this church. That's right. Look in Romans 16. Verse 1 talks about Phoebe, who was a servant. Verse 3, he says, greet Priscilla and Aquila, husband and wife. Verse 5, says, remember, they have a church meeting in their house. That's Aquila and Priscilla. Then look at the next verse, Eponetus. Verse 6, greet Mary. Verse 7, greet Andronicus and Junia, my fellow Jews. Look at verse 8, greet Ampliatus. Verse 9, greet Urbanus. Verse 10, greet Apelles and Aristobulus. Verse 11, greet Herodian, Narcissus. Verse 12, greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, two women who worked hard. Greet Persis. Verse 13, greet Rufus. 14, greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermas. Verse 15, Phallogius, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them. Verse 16 greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. Look over at verse 21. Timothy, my co worker, and Jason and Lucius. Verse 22, Tertius. Verse 23, Gaius, Erastus, Quartus. You get the point, ladies and gentlemen? Am I connecting with you? We're the body. We're individuals. God knows your name. God knows your name. He brought you here for a reason. To build the body of Christ. Amen. To reach other people. And to be taught and blessed. That's why we sang, heard that song. We're in that, this church. And Bobby's fine song this morning, Find Us Faithful. Let me close with this. You've heard this before, some of you, but perhaps all of you haven't. In the challenge we have to be God's church today, the body of Christ and members individually, this is what God calls us to be, and have an impact in our world, all these things must happen. But here's what it comes down for you and me. Only one life, your life, Will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Do you believe that? I hope you do. I hope you live your life that way, think that way, love that way, and share that way. It's a challenge. It's a calling. It's a call from God that enables us to be a church. And God tells us he gives us all the power we need to be the church. That's my message. God's power for the church and for the individual. Join me in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you for saving us in Christ. Thank you for the church, your church, your people. May we each as individuals be committed to And as a body be committed, may Gateway Church be blessed to bless others as we go along. And may we have the power to live for you. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank our Facebook viewers today for viewing with us. And I encourage you, if you will, please, to pass this message along about the church and its great power that God gives us. And we thank you for being with us today.